Hey, all. You know, before we get started with today's episode, we wanted to tell you about our friends at the Umbrella Corporation. Umbrella Corporation is a leader in a diverse range of fields from arms manufacturing to genetic engineering to wedding jewelry. But Umbrella Corporation is not just a company. It's part of the community. And you can see that in its commitment to help rebuild Raccoon City after the Nemesis incident, for which it admits no responsibility. Uh, That's right, Matt. And you know what? I have personal experience with the Umbrella Corporation. With their C-Virus serum, I turned my dog into an unkillable zombie dog, which really makes my home feel secure. And the best part is you don't even have to choose to use Umbrella because Umbrella Corporation has achieved total dominance over every relevant industry and is more powerful than any single nation. Right now, our listeners get 30% off their purchase of a first aid spray with promo code PLAYED. Wow. Wow, that's promo code PLAYED for 30% off your purchase of a first aid spray. New customers only. And thanks to our partners at Umbrella. Okay. Okay, we we read what you asked. Please let Mary go. Please let her go. What did I mean, Mary? We jump kick dogs and reunite with our undead sister as we discuss Paul W.S. Anderson's 2002 film Resident Evil and the Resident Evil 4 demo this week on Get Played. to Get Played, your one-stop show for good games, bad games, and every game in between. It's time to Get Played. I'm your host, Heather Ann Campbell, along with my fellow host, Nick Weiger. That's me, Nick Weiger, and I'm here with our third host, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the premier video game podcast, Get Played. We're talking Resident Evil today, guys, and... I'm scared. Re-R-E. Re-Re? Yeah, re colon R E. Like regarding? Regarding Henry. Resident Evil. Henry. <laughs> it's my favorite it, JJ movie. <laughs> it works better in text. R E colon R E. Hmm, he thinks it R-E works better. R E colon R E. Good thing this is an audio format, you idiot. <laughs> I, 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 I gotta be honest. Uh, no week of, of, of engaging with content has made me more aware of how bad the rebrand, the Western rebrand of a video game is than mm-hmm. calling Biohazard Resident Evil. It it no longer applies to any of it. Why? Like it worked. Yeah. It worked for like a mansion. It's like oh, it's it's a mansion and you're in a house and it's Resident Evil. Mm. But at this point, just fucking like let it go. So some of the Japanese rebrands in uh, the, the, the U.S. in North America and globally, I understand. Like, I get why they called 
the PC Engine, the Turbo Graphics, because PC Engine makes people think of of personal computing in the U.S. and that's kind of stodgy. And Turbo Graphics with an X sounds cool. I understand why they rebranded Rockman to Mega Man because you hear Rockman and you think of some sort of rock golem, like you think of some sort of creature. You don't think of like a guy who fucking rocks. Uh, yeah. But but Biohazard to Resident Evil, I've never quite understood why they made that change. Because Biohazard it, is cool. It sounds cool. But maybe it think, makes people think of like piss and shit. I what? guess that could be it. Like at a hospital. Yeah. Or like, yeah, like a dirty needle yeah. or something. Or like. I think you'd have to be around that stuff a lot in order for that to be the fr- Like my brain goes to like Hollywood movies and sure. like, oh, what if something was called Biohazard? The It, it unnerves me. If your first thought is piss and shit. Well, um, it, it's the first thing because it's I'm not touching that. I would not want to. It's like a either. safety thing. So yeah. like the fact that actually that it's not top of mind for you. Go ahead and play it. Splash around in it. See if I care. Splash, splash. around. It. <laughs> Jesus. Fuck. God. <laughs> Disgusting. I'm going to think about that shit. <laughs> well, I'm not doing it. <laughs> no. You can't make me. It's a biohazard. Oh, my God. The only biological hazard. The only thing I think of is at the time, roughly around the time of the game, the first game, first couple games, there was a band called Biohazard. I don't know if you remember Biohazard, the rap rock band. No. The rap rock band. No. Sounds like my shit, though. Do you hear that that song? Slam. Let the boys be boys. That was Onyx X Biohazard. That was a crossover. No, I had no idea. One of the original rap metal crossovers. Yeah. That should come back. Yeah. That should come back. I loved it. I love that era. or that song? Rap rock. Yeah, rap rock. New metal. Yeah. Honestly, don't even get me fucking started, dude. <laughs> we need a new System of a Down album yesterday. Wow. Okay, so Jordan, our engineer Jordan Duffy, is here in the studio. And uh, in not in the, in the studio sense where there's like a wall between us. Yeah. We're all in the same room. Yes. And Jordan has pulled up. Google.com and is showing Biohazard on the screen. That's here. right. These are the coolest guys I've ever seen. Yeah, they're cool. But why, if Biohazard was the trademark that they were worried about um, infringing upon, wouldn't that be? It's a band. Biohazard. Also, no, it's a term. It's just a fucking yeah. term. And also, these guys, all four of them look like they would have been at January 6th, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if we can get some context as to why. Okay, it says that... It says that the... the it, this is this is Reddit is the source, so who knows. Um, but this says that a, that <laughs> a Capcom true. executive... Yeah, so it's probably true. Yeah. A Capcom executive... The director of communications at the time, Chris Kramer, said that it would be impossible to trademark Biohazard. Among others, another game, which I haven't heard of, and a band already were using the name. So that perhaps was part of it. So they pitched different names internally and settled on Resident Evil. Uh, which is it's still a cool, it's a cool brand. I just liked it. I, I liked Biohazard. I, I, why, not, yeah. why not spell it differently then? What do you mean? B B Y O hazard. Oh, bio hazard. Bring your like own you hazard. Could, like, That's the, what yeah. people are thinking then. Yeah, I'm gonna bring some piss and shit and <laughs> splash around it. Like a nasty freak. Hey, this month's we're talking we're talking Resident Evil this week. R E R E, as I said, uh, with a colon in between. But next week we're going to be talking about Metroid Prime Remastered as part of our We Play You Play. So We Play You Play Metroid Prime Remastered coming next Monday, March twenty seventh. 
Check oh out my for that. God. Check that out. Already? It, already? It, yeah. Oh, my God. Have you finished it yet, oh Heather? Oh, God. No, have you I haven't completed finished. Metroid Prime Remastered? No, I haven't finished it. Have you rolled credits on, I have, on this game? I have, I've rolled opening credits. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, I, I can we go back to R-E-R-E -E for a second? Yeah. Who are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lloyd? Okay. Well, I don't get it. From Lloyd? From Entourage. Ari. Ari. Ari Gold, the character from Entourage. His assistant's name is Lloyd. Yeah, and his assistant was probably trying to get his attention. Yeah. Yeah, Ari Gold's daydreaming about, you know, his next box office I, smash. I want you to know I'm 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 under the weather. And if I wasn't under the weather, I would be screaming, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Heather, they say laughter is the best medicine. It's true. Well, then you'd better start trying to make me laugh. <laughs> Well, we have much to discuss in the RE universe this week. Uh, RE colon RE. And no, I'm not trying to get RE Gold's attention no. in Entourage. But Vince will do the movie. <clears throat> but before we get to that, it's time to ask, as we always do, what are you playing? Hey, guys, what are you playing? I'll go first. I, I got to say, it's just it's such a gaping absence this week. Not having I'm the Resident Evil merchant. Like, I really I'm thought that he shocked. might make he, an appearance here. It would have been, like, the one... It would have been the one for him to come back to. It kind of... Yeah, and it's not, like... I do want to say, Heather's read was perfect. Yeah, it was a great... It was, it was really a very good. professional read. Yeah. I mean, it was just, you know, just kind of a different energy than we normally have. Yeah, if I, if there was a week for, for the Resident Evil merchant to return, it would have been during Resident Evil week, yeah. which is this week, yeah. but... The guy's nowhere to be found. I, yeah. I wish him the best of luck and life. And, I you know, I hope he's okay. Wait, oh, hold on. Wait. There's someone at the studio door. Uh, Jordan, Jordan, do you want to let them in? Oh, my God. We have, we have a special. It's oh, unbelievable. We were just talking about having someone in here. Uh, hi, please hop on the mic. Introduce yourself. Hey, it's me, Bubsy. <laughs> I'm back. And I'm in 3D. <laughs> What's the matter? Cat got your tongue? I I hope that every listener who is like, I'm tired of the Resident Evil shtick, is prepped for 27 weeks of Bubsy. Yeah. <laughs> what are you guys talking about this week? Are you talking hey, about me? Hey, no, Bubsy. We'll, we'll never do Bubsy. Are you kidding? You're not going to talk about Bubsy and Fractured Furry Tales? Hey Bubsy, uh, how have you been this week? What's what's your backstory? What have you been doing that's uh, seemingly out of character? Seemingly out of character? What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> I, supposed to live up to your expectations of subverting what you know about Bubsy? No, I'm Bubsy. You, I'm a I'm a fun cat. I like to make cat puns. <laughs> you're okay. So you're just one note right down, like right down the canyon, just like. Going for the okay, got honestly, it. a great fit for the show. Bobcat in your face—that's a thing I say. It, Jesus, what does that mean? You get it. It's pretty superficial. I feel like some context needs to be given to our listeners. Uh, so, typically, this segment was introduced by a character who's no longer with us, uh, and so we have a guest—a uh, guest uh, MC. For uh, for the segment, who is Bubsy? And if you aren't aware of '90s video games that didn't really hit, 
Bubsy was a mascot attempt by a third-party developer, uh, which uh, I think was retired after a terrible 3D video game starring this this Bubsy cat character. Yeah, I've had a lot of free time since Bubsy 3D's critical and commercial failure. But, you know, I'm still happy to make appearances on whatever podcast will have me. I'm doing Ben Shapiro next. Oh, I I would imagine with all of that time to yourself, Bubsy, that you would have exhibited some personal growth. Like, what have you been doing this whole time? Ah, you know, I kind of been on a pouncing spree. I guess I I've been taking some chances, but I only regret that I have but nine lives to give. Hey, I heard the problem with your last guest uh, who'd come in and introduce the segment is they were too weird and annoying. (laughs) (laughs) And and here's the thing. You know, it's, it's one of those situations where you look, you're looking at your grass. And it's like, this is pretty nice. This is nice grass, you know. Then you see your neighbor's grass and you're like, holy shit, look at that grass. But what your grass might be greener? What's the phrase? Speaking of grass, where in here can I piss? Oh god. Oh my. <laughs> well, there are no like litter boxes on uh, the Sirius XM um floor, but and which I've complained about because I do think that is, you know, that's it's not uh it's not very cat friendly. Uh we do have a lot of cat guests here. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll get, I'll ask, I'll run it up the chain, see if Howard can make something happen. Uh, maybe Baba Booey can, uh, or any of the whack pack can, those guys are great. can assist. Um, but Bubsy, if you're going to be here and you're going to do what, uh, the Resident Evil merchant used to do, you got to hit us with that phrase. Okay. Can I cat it up a little bit? What are you spaying? Honestly, <sighs> that's good. And, you know, I, it reminds me, a couple weeks ago, I said Bob Barker was rolling in his grave. He's very much, in fact, alive. He's alive still, as of today. He's an ancient man, but he's still alive. And I just wanted to good. offer that correction, and God bless him. I wish, I wish his name was Bob Meower. Well, bye. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. Honestly? <laughs> Bubsy rocks. That was great. <laughs> um, who wants to go first? I think Heather said was saying she was <clears throat> going to go first. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll go first. Yeah, then Bubsy uh, not, came in. <laughs> uh, it's it's time for the Fortnite corner. Uh, our. Battle Bus is going really strong. Been playing with a lot of listeners over the last uh, week whenever I get that half hour free time to sit down and and play a little um, Fortnite. Uh, They've introduced a bunch of new mechanics to the game. An entire section of the city is now uh, cyberpunk themed. There are Akira style bikes, uh, like street racing bikes and uh, fast cars and rail grinding a la Sonic Frontiers. Uh, there is, um, a ton of new augments, new quests, and also the, uh, lovable camaraderie between, uh, the listeners of the show, uh, both on and off the game. 
Um, we are also, I guess, in the in the first stages of developing our own private battle royale experience for get played people. So like it'll only be wow. get played versus get played people. Wow. That's that's really fucking cool. I didn't know somebody that was possible. On a, yeah, somebody on the Discord has a creator code. Wow. Um which also we're going to try and get an official get played creator code uh moving forward once those open up again. Right now Epic has them unlock until they release some new tools or some shit, I don't know. Um but yeah, it's a, it's a great time. Uh, I haven't had an opportunity to play any other video games this week and not because I've been like fucking drowning in Fortnite, but because I've been busy. And I think that I and hope, you're a little I hope, sick and I'm sick. I'm fucking sick. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, sorry to be a, a, a letdown, but I, maybe it's nice that one of us represents an ongoing gaming service platform uh, while the other two uh, represent uh, dabbling in uh, video games. Um it, like standard, video I would, game standard. I would imagine. Sounds a little dismissive, but okay. No, I think I think like, I think to Heather's point, like, you know, you talk about Fortnite a lot because you are playing Fortnite a lot. Yeah, and that's good. And it's because it's a game of note. It is a game that millions of people play. So if there is a dissenting opinion on that, I would assume they are a vocal minority. And which a lot of online uh, discourse is led by, it turns out. And uh, shut the fuck up. Uh, one of the one of the most frequent things I see on the Discord, it, or even on Twitter, is people being like, "I didn't play this game until you started preaching yes. about it, and now I have put in thirty hours in two days." Like it's 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 a good game. It's good. It's good. And, and yeah, if the you wanna... feeling of getting a crown is better than, I don't know, almost any of the minor victories of our lives. Sure. It's a really satisfying experience. I, I think I to your point, Heather, a lot of people do play games as like service like they do do people do just play like ongoing games you know yeah that's, that's just like what you do. like it, it and that's the gaming has turned into a point where like you could just like that's basically my golf i just get on and yeah. i play apex legends or whatever so like it, it's, it's fucking fine yeah if you we, want something new to complain about complain about your full diapers <laughs> fucking babies <laughs> uh matt what have you been playing okay so i actually have a massive update re Re, uh, wow. not, not really that, but um, about Pokemon Black, which I was really, really enjoying. And notice how I said was. Oh boy, I was really, really enjoying Pokemon Black, playing it on my Steam Deck via emulation. And I've run into some sort of problem with my with my file. It's uh, like I'm a able corrupted to, save. I'm the save's fine, but something's happening in the game where if I try to advance. Like it's like um, I'll get to a point where, and it's happening in the same point constantly, where like I'm I'm moving to the next town, and there's like a like a, a dialogue sequence where I'm talking to like the gym leader in that town or whatever, and we're supposed to be moving on to the next thing, and she's like, "Take a look at this," and something's supposed to come up, and my screen goes black, completely wow. black, and stops. And I've done it. I've tried to. I, I, it happens every time I've tried it. I've tried it like three or four times at this point. And it's Pokemon Black, right? It's Pokemon Black. Is it possible this is a Kojima-style fourth wall-breaking thing of like Pokemon Black, <laughs> now the screen is black? <laughs> Think about it. I, you know, 
I let the screen go for like five minutes because I was like, maybe something's happening. I just don't get it because the music was going and stuff yeah. too. But I just like, I nothing was happening. And so I want to just dig in a little bit and see if I, there's something I can do to fix it without losing my save. I have not super far into it. I probably have like three or four gym uh, badges at this point, but I'd hate to lose like five hours of progress, even though yeah, right. I did just start a new save on Persona 5 Royal uh, after spending yeah. about 40 hours. <laughs> In, on a different platform um but so i'm gonna try to figure that out but last week i mentioned that i had double dipped with red dead redemption 2 for steam deck and i've been playing that and this is not new information it's one of the best games of all time it's so fucking good wow and yeah. it's it's just like it looks astounded it's i'm astounded at how good it looks on the on the steam deck uh, I've tweaked the settings a little bit to run it at a slightly lower resolution and um, refresh rate, and it still looks it looks incredible. It's so great. The story is so good. I just I forgot how fun it is to just go and do like little side quests and stuff. And it's surprisingly it's surprisingly a relaxing game for end of day sort of like I'm winding down because a lot of the time I'm just on a horse. Just going from town to town, you know? So, like, I just, like, right. get on that horse and seeing what I see. And yeah. it's, it's, I love it. It's so good. Have either of you ever been on a horse in real life? I have. Yes. You have? Yes. You both yes. been on, Jordan, have you been on a horse? Jordan is not, I've never been on a horse. We, we, get on, on we all horse? get on horses. I got on a horse in Hawaii. Wow. And I went on, like, a, a trail. It was, like, a horse, like, it was, like, a, an excursion. I was on a horse for, like, a couple of hours. And it was... The most magical thing I've ever done. It was I loved it. My horse was an idiot too. He was so he just kept like stopping and like uh, drinking and eating and stuff. And he would not uh, if any, any horse. He was like afraid of the other horses too. So he always he was a little beta horse. Wow. Uh, but he wasn't afraid of me. He was actually like trying to alpha me, which was which was you know <laughs> its own thing. But he was afraid of everybody else. Heather, what was your horsing experience? Uh, I rode. Uh, a couple of horses as a kid and stopped riding horses when I was at a party and the horse decided to run away with me on it. Oh, my God. Uh, so I was on a horse that was just galloping and I was a child and I was scared and they had to like get on a horse to catch up with the horse. And uh, it was one of the it wasn't like a rich person's party. It was like, hey, we're all going to ride horses. So meet at the stable where you can rent a horse mm -hmm. for a day. Um. But that was uh, that was my last experience with a with a horse. I love riding horses in video games. I've never been on a horse in real life. I wonder what I'd think about the experience. I definitely would. I'm sure there would be a learning curve for it. I'm sure it'd take me a while to figure out how to do it. It it's not that hard because mm. like the thing about these like especially like in the situation that I was in, it's like a everybody is there to do this thing, and most of the people there have never been on a horse. I'd never been on a horse before, right? And so. They basically like tell you like, okay, so like they're gonna. This is these are the quick little things you have to know. You know, uh, I could I couldn't tell you what it is now, um, but like they give you these little tips and tricks and stuff. And they're usually they're all pretty in a situation like that. They're pretty used to doing this particular route, so they're not gonna go crazy or whatever. Yeah, right. Um, but there was a horse. It was like me, my girlfriend. And like a family who none of them spoke English. And so it was just us. And like they were doing this tour for us, basically, because like they didn't speak uh, the other language, the, the tour guides. 
And it was so, I felt so bad because I was like, they're having the hardest time. Yeah. Because they're not getting any of the, no, you're supposed to shift this way type of thing. Right. Uh, and so people were like physically moving these people on these horses. But it's pretty, it's pretty easy. You could, you could do it. I don't, it's hard though. Cause like you have to like, the thing that's hard about it is it's hard on your legs. And like, mm. I don't have a lot of leg. Got it. To do, and then like they wanted me to. They were like, could you just like put one leg over the horse from the ground? And I said, you see how much leg I got? I can't do that. I had to get up on a big rock and like basically like jump on the horse. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting to know. My my experience with a horse is I, I acted in a sketch on the comedy Bang Bang TV show where there was a horse. It was a there was like a game show called Look a Gift Horse in the Mouth. <laughs> and so the, the whole thing was or don't look a gift horse in the mouth. And the whole goal was you're not supposed to look at a uh, look at the horse in the mouth, but you can't resist it because of the, the, the pull is, uh, you know, uh, it, 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 it's it's irresistible. So it's so funny. So it was a Tim Kobaka sketch. Um, and so the but the thing that w- that I had to do in it is is I had to like walk up and grab a horse by like the mouth and like pull it to and like look at it. And it was so fucking scary because I was like, this thing is like four times my size. This is a huge, powerful horse. And there was a trainer there and he's like, you got to really yank at it. Like, just grab that thing. Just grab the shit out. Like, he was like telling me to like be really aggressive with the horse. I was like, I don't want to do this. Thing's going to maul me <laughs> or, or bite me, like bite my hand. But it was like, but then I'd see him do it and he'd just like take control. And I was like, oh, this is just, he's just showing alpha dominance yeah. to this horse, uh, which is I'm incapable of doing in any scenario, let alone, <laughs> let alone with an animal I'm comfortable with. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I would love to ride one because I love riding them in video games. I wonder if horses can see the future and that's why that horse decided to run when I was on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's that gas mask girl from the stories. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but that's what I've been playing. Red wow. Dead Redemption 2 and loving every second of it. Wow. Uh, well, I can talk now. And I'll give everyone an update on my progress in Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, which I've gotten some more hours in this past week. The bosses I've taken down since the last record, just to give people who played the game a sense of where I am in the narrative. Folding screen monkeys. Guardian ape. Headless ape, which is a double ape fight. You got to fight the fucking guardian ape again with another with a second ape. And the Corrupted Monk, uh, plus a bunch of mini-bosses, and I am currently on a post-major-choice late-game spoiler boss. I don't know how much game is less left, but it feels like I'm I'm nearing the end. Um, and this definitely was a thing where I, I looked it up and it's like, oh, this is where this is where endings branch. So, you know, I, I, I'm I'm on the back end. The, the the boss fights are so fun and they're so satisfying, and, it, and it's just a blast to sort of because you can't really. Contra Elden Ring or or Dark Souls, which are which are the the other FromSoft games I've played. I've played a lot more Elden Ring. You can kind of you know you can over level for a scenario, or or in Elden Ring, you know you can use summons or uh, and and you don't really have those you know crutches available to you in Sekiro. You just kind of kind of have to learn the mechanics and. Um, learn the patterns and and figure out how to outduel these mm-hmm. these uh, uh these enemies but it's so satisfying when you ultimately overcome it i will say the guardian ape has a it's a very satisfying fight and one i'd heard about like I, this was just like oh that boss is like kind of crazy and intense and so i was looking forward to trying it out and and felt very satisfied to best it although it do, it did fucking get me with one of the you know what what they do in these from games they'll do a little misdirect and this one it brings up their equivalent of of the Elden Ring enemy felled. It's um, 
a, a shinobi uh, assassination. I think it's shinobi assassination. It brings that prompt up. Uh, a shinobi execution, I think is what it is. Shinobi execution. It brings that up and the health bar goes away. The enemy's dead. And I'm just like, ah, oh, fuck, I fucking did it. And you start walking away. And then the ape and as part of the execution animation, you cut his fucking head off. So like he looks so unbelievably dead. Yeah. And you start to walk away and then he stands up holding his head in his hand, which he can bring up to his uh, neck hole and use that to scream, which causes terror. And if you get terrified enough, you just die instantly. Um, Sounds so, like me. <laughs> it's like a disco Elysium uh, mechanic. It 100% is that. <laughs> fully, fully disco Elysium. And um it's it's and obviously a much more challenging second form, but but you know you, you ultimately best that. Then it has a thing where a fucking from his neck hole a centipede crawls out, and then you have to kill the centipede. And the centipede is not like an enemy that you fight, but it's just so monstrously horrifying. Yeah, the idea that the centipede is like taken over this that this dead ape's nervous system, um, and uh, you have to like you know use the uh, the mortal blade to fucking sever it, and, and you have to do that again. It's just it's it's very memorable and visceral and 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 honestly super duper fun. Um, uh, so uh, yeah, the the I've been having a blast with this. Just to touch on a couple more things I like in addition to the combat. So I'll, I'll I'll zero in on one example of the level design, which I really admire. There is a there's an issue. There's a a one of the areas in the game is Senpou Temple, and there is a kite that raises up to the sky, and you have to figure out how to solve this puzzle to get the the kite positioned correctly, which involves possessing uh, a monkey, a lot of apes in this game. Anyway, once you do that, you can swing over to an area which, where you can see from your vantage point there's an item over there. And so you use your grappling hook uh, to swing over from this kite to this little landing. And there's an, and it's a, it's a high-value consumable item. But there is a moment where you're like, is that all there is? Was it all this work for that? And it kind of leads you to look around a little bit. And then you look around and you say, wait, there's a tree way the fuck down there. Can I just sort of <laughs> blind jump and just hope that there's a grapple point? And you do that and there is. And then that leads you to like a ledge that you can, you know, crawl hand over hand. It's just one of those things where so many other games would not allow the user to be confused or frustrated or stuck for a second. Mm -hmm. And that moment of being stuck and feeling like there's got to be something else going here leads to discovery, which is so much more satisfying than being coddled and being given a waypoint and directed for what you're, to what your next objective should be. Uh, it's just one of those moments that I was like, fuck, I get as someone who's not even like good at these games, but has really gotten into them. I'm just like, I get why people just like get into this franchise or get into these these franchises and mm -hmm. just want to spend all other gaming time with them like Heather does with Fortnite. Uh, it's just it's I'm just having an absolute blast. Uh, contra this, I will say there was there's a puzzle with this monk called Kotaru who seems like he's kind of a, you know, um, uh, a, a simple-minded man, if I can say that, and he has or has some, you know something wrong with him mentally, uh, and he is in distress, and he's asking for a white flower. And so you, you there are there is a red and white pin pinwheel you can find, but also in like a more hidden area uh, that again you discover you, you discover through exploration. There is a pure white pinwheel. So I figured out okay, I gave the guy, this guy the pure white pinwheel, and then I'm going to satisfy this quest line. But no, at that point, then he asks you to do something else, and what he asks you to do is, I want to be spirited away. 
Now, your clue for what that means is that you have one of your items, one of your Shinobi prosthetics, uh, has in its description that one of its purposes, not even as like the this like this is what this does, but like as mm-hmm. kind of like a little bit of flavor text. It says that it can spirit something away, and so you have to pick up on that in order to to use that on this guy to get it to the next uh, stage of the quest line. But even that is like you have to also have upgraded that item, which I found out through looking through a wiki because I was just so confused. Yeah. So it does kind of reach that point where it's sometimes a little too obtuse and inscrutable. But by and large, I'll I'll take that trade off any day. Um, and also probably if I was less stupid, I could have figured that out. But it, it's just, <laughs> but I the, this game's fucking great. I, I'm I'm really hoping that I can, I'm hoping I can finish it this week. Um, because you know I I don't want to. I, I don't want to stop playing it, but I do want to have time for other games. And also, the other thing I played some is the Resident Evil 4 demo, which we're going to talk yes. about right now. We've all we all played through this. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the Resident Evil 4 demo, I I like it, it happened last time I was streaming last week. It happened to to have uh, just been released, so I downloaded and played through it on stream. I will say, uh, there's definitely so much stuff I'd forgotten about a, a game that came out in what 2004, 2005 originally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking but, twenty years ago. But I do think it is. I was playing <laughs> on. Isn't that wild? <laughs> Yuck. But I do think that. On the, I was playing it on PC. I do think it's gorgeous. I think it looks really, really great. It looks yeah. and feels like a modern game. Yeah, that was sort of my. I mean, I I've played it. I played it on PlayStation Two, which was it was not re- released for that first. It was released for GameCube first, right. correct? Yeah. So I played the PlayStation Two port. Somehow finished that when I was like fourteen or something. I could barely get through this without like fearing for my life somehow. I was so Scary. scared. It's terrifying. And like I've played, I've I repurchased it on Switch, uh, like a, a Switch port. I've 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 purchased the the VR version, and I haven't even been able to just play those. I think I've just gotten more afraid as I've gotten older. Yeah. Um. And this this version, it seems like I could tell that they're like expanding things a little bit, and it's like a little different because like. In my memory, the the um, the first level, the first area, when you go in the cabin, it's like one room. Mm-hmm. There was like more rooms in this cabin. There's like stairs, and like you get to kind of like explore it a little more. Yeah. In addition to the, it's not just that they've upgraded the they've given it another you know layer of graphical polish. It's uh, or another you know few generations worth of graphical polish. They've actually uh, changed the layout of yeah. some of the levels. Um, but one of the things remained intact from the early game is when you find a shed in the woods and there's just a fucking guy in there ready to kill you. Fucking hate that guy. He just jumps out. But I had a, I I, I loved the way it looked and um, I will be picking it up even though I'm terrified. There was some glitching on, uh, you know, the the player character's hair on the PC version, Mm -hmm. at least. I imagine that, you know, again, that could be driver specific. They could have a game ready driver that's released by the time the, the, the retail game comes out. But, you know, it's uh, uh, there have been so many shoddy PC ports in recent memory that I do worry that there's. Other than that, it looked and felt great. But, uh, you know, I, I, I think that's always a, a possibility. Heather, what did you think playing through this bad boy? Hmm. <laughs> so many thoughts. So mm. many thoughts. Um, I've really potent memories of playing Resident Evil 4 back in the day. I was living in Holland. 
uh, it was I had a I had a GameCube um, and was uh, really, really fucking excited when that game came out. Uh, I was playing it with my friend. Uh, every weekend we would have one day off at work and we would get together, eat pizzas and play Resident Evil 4. So like I have a really warm feeling about this game. Um, also, I think I've talked about this pizza, the specific pizza. Probably, uh, on but the show re- before. refresh our memory. So Domino's in Holland had a pizza called the Double Decker, which was a hand-tossed pizza with a, with a Dutch cheese and then a crispy thin crust pizza on top of the Dutch cheese with regular pizza toppings. So it was a soft and crispy bite every time you bit. They had a version of the double decker in the States. It was not with Dutch cheese, but they did have, yeah, that layer of dough, cheese, dough, cheese oh toppings. So that it was dough, great. cheese, crispy sauce, cheese. Yeah, it was so it was similar to good. that. Yeah. Oh my God, it was so good. It's great. Uh so like there was it was a really good feeling. Um and fuck, at the time, Resident Evil 4 was such a fucking good game. Mm-hmm. There was something prickly about running around killing Spanish-speaking dehumanized monsters Mm. for me this time Mm. that felt a little prickly. Like, it felt like, ah, this isn't, this doesn't feel right. It feels not, it doesn't feel, it feels bad. In some way, it feels bad. Um, I'll tell you, I felt similarly in um, in Red Dead Redemption Two when I accidentally killed a stranger and felt felt horrible. I felt really bad, and I don't know why. That's that's new. That's a new one for me. Yeah, yeah. There's I don't I I don't know. There's just like a a sort of twenty year old sensibility about like what an enemy looks like. Yes, that that was weird to me on this play. Like in other Resident Evil games, it's just like fucking zombies, you know, like just zombies. But these, the, like, this is like a village of like Spanish speaking people and they're doing some kind of thing on their own. And and this fucking white guy, this white cop guy comes yeah. in and just starts blasting people. It just seems. Yeah, I'd say I get what you, I get what you're saying. I do. I do think, and I don't know if this is going to get me in trouble. I think they're European. Yeah, so they're, they're, Spain. they're Spaniards. Yeah. They, you could argue that they are actually colonizers. So I think I think it's fine. Yeah, I they're, think Spain, it, I, they're Spanish. It's fine. Yeah, I think it's fine. <laughs> Spain, they're white. I think it's okay. It, okay. If, my 22, if my 23 and me is to be believed, Spain colonized both sides of my <laughs> heritage. <laughs> <laughs> thus making up a large percentage of it. Yeah, I look what so it's not <sighs> on this show we despise Spain. <laughs> here's, here, okay, here's what's weird about it to me. Here's what's yes. weird about it. Isn't where they're from, but that like somebody speaking another human earth language yes. would be othered in a way that makes violence acceptable. 100%. Right. Because yeah. that's whole that's the whole 
convention of the zombie genre is that it's a way to otherize human beings and now we can safely execute them right and it's yeah, like it's yeah. so i get what you're saying it it does feel a little bit weird that there's this uh, this this cultural contrast versus the the protagonist i i yeah. I, I, I do get that point I, it it does have a it does have a little bit of a weird feeling it, yeah um, it's just prickly it's prickly and i was like oh, man i wish these guys weren't saying anything yeah. like it's weird that they're saying stuff not because I'm like, like if they were speaking the same language as, as Leon, I'd be like, all right, fuck these guys, kill them, kill everybody. But it's weird that it's like, ugh, they're yeah. making a real sandwich of the fact that these guys aren't speaking the same language. It therefore, was weird. they're suspicious. It was weird that Leon kept being like, speak English. <laughs> <laughs> Aggressively. Yeah. <laughs> the... What you said about it playing it on the GameCube, because that was my experience as well. And oh, this was originally a GameCube so amazing. game. Uh, yeah. yeah. It, it, and also just like kind of a, a, you know, a break from a lot of the GameCube titles. I know there were other GameCube games that, you know, there was like Eternal Darkness. There were other more adult GameCube games. But by and large, it, it we, we we know what Nintendo does. We know we know where their, their bread is buttered. But this is like... It, it it's it's fascinating how they this was a GameCube game and this was a GameCube franchise. I believe largely because Shinji Mikami uh, decided like, hey, yeah, that's I just like this platform. Mm-hmm. I just want to put this stuff here. I don't remember if any money actually changed hands. I just kind of think that it was just like an tourist decision to be like, I want to I want to set things go. I want to I want to anchor this franchise to this platform, even though it's maybe not. It's certainly not the most dominant and maybe not the best. Uh, fit from a marketing perspective. But the same year that Resident Evil the movie came out, I think Resident Evil, the the original Resident Evil remake, Resident Evil for GameCube came out. And also there was Resident Evil Zero, which I can't, I believe also predated Resident Evil 4 on GameCube. I, I, I should look this up. Uh, anyway, that was just like a, they, it eventually obviously got ported to everything, but I like, I, I don't know. I just, I, I found it it's it's such a fascinating fascinating subplot that they decided to develop this thing for for GameCube. Yeah, and then I'm I'm seeing here that because its its first port was to the PlayStation Two, and it's uh it's after I guess Capcom said that it wasn't under an exclusivity deal. They just yeah they just for some reason were like it's gonna be on GameCube. It's kind of interesting that it would just be there because like there there's no like I I don't think of Nintendo as like the blood system. It's definitely all. not the blood system. No. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, I, I almost exclusively think about Resident Evil in in PlayStation terms, right? Just because of its just that's just how it's always been to me. Well, that's what it like. Yeah. It, it launched on PlayStation One. That was yeah. one of the games I remember wowing me as a Nintendo kid and and my friends' PlayStation being yeah. holy shit. They look at Final Fantasy VII. Look at Resident Evil. This is fucking unbelievable. I got to get one of these yeah. systems. And it was the first non Nintendo system I ever bought. I remember, one. I remember going to like my uncle's room where he was playing video games, seeing that he was playing Resident Evil and being like, I'm getting out of here. I'm not watching <laughs> this. I'm scared. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, I think, because yeah, the, the, this demo is, get, gets you up until um, the, the chainsaw, not chainsaw man, but the chainsaw guy. Chainsaw right, man. Chainsaw man. Yeah. Yeah, that's sort of the biggest deviation in the in the remake so far is that Denji from Chainsaw Man is in the game, and um, uh, you 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 see him and you can. These zombies are dumb as hell. Let's fucking chop them up. <laughs> I 
got to take a shit. <laughs> Let's just get this over with so I can shit. <laughs> you you get to that encounter and then you can either, you know, try to take down as many of the uh, villagers as you can or uh, run around like I did, scared. Yeah, me too. Uh, in, until the bell uh, from the clock tower rings and then they all sort of are summoned inside and leave you alone. They don't care anymore. And then, and then the demo's over. It's about... Uh, Less than a half hour uh, worth of game uh, in the demo, but I got I I liked how it played. I was excited about the control of it and how it felt. Um, it had that Tony Hawk um, remake uh, feel, and not in this. It feels like that, but it felt how it felt to play it originally. Yes, to me. yeah. Uh, which which we've yeah. we've kind of used as our as kind of the gold standard that and the the Diablo two resurrected is yeah. like oh these are the these are the remasters that really like nail it. But I, but I feel like when when we talk about Metroid Prime remaster that may be also a new uh you know the maybe the 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 new standard will will standard bearer. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's also like it's it's interesting to be in kind of this this there's this bundle of remakes that are all coming out in the same sort of quarter of the same year of with the Dead Space remake, Metroid Prime remastered, uh, the surprise one, and then Resident Evil Four remake. And I, I don't know that again. There's there's parts of me that are like, uh, why are you making this game these games? But it's also like uh, some of the stuff is not super. I guess these are still pretty. This is RE4 is still pretty available. You can just get it on Steam. If I had to guess what it is, I think it is that the people who played these games when they were new, us, uh huh, now have they have calculated that we have expendable like income that we they're just like oh we'll just you know uh, we'll bank on nostalgia being enough to get them uh, to buy the the same game but new. Yes. And it unfortunately does work more often than not. 100%. And also I I think the the other thing is that obviously they're they're coasting off of the success of the Resident Evil 1 through 3 remakes. Yeah. But those were like complete overhauls cuz those were, you know, PS1 games with tank controls. They really did not feel like modern yeah. games at all. Whereas Resident Evil 4, I think, you know, if you go back and play the original version, still like, yeah, this is yeah. Resident Evil 4 right. also is the only Resident Evil game I've ever played. Wow. Um, so, I've never I've not I've heard that the 2 remake is really great. I've heard that's the best one. I have not played. Yeah, I, I, I played Resident Evil 2 it's, on PlayStation 1. It's but. 10 bucks on Steam right now. Fuck. I get, I get, I'll add another game to my queue that I won't actually play. <laughs> what were you going to say, Heather? Um, I was going to talk about the feeling of the combat a little bit. Mm, please. Which is the bullets felt so fucking weak. Like, they really did. And you do not you do not have enough of them early on. No. I, I you know, I'm out there fucking slaying dudes because you, you line up that headshot and then you kick them to the ground and it's fine. Uh. But after it's funny after playing exclusively Fortnite violence, which I don't think of as like a really um, penetrative penetrative uh, form of combat. Like it's a little bit like cartoony and campy that the Fortnite bullets have more like they they soak in more Mm. than the Resident Evil bullets, which felt like airsoft bullets like they they really don't do the kind of and i guess that's part of the the joy of resident evil is that by the time you get to the big guns you feel like you're doing damage finally Mm -hmm. um and i also know that there's a way to get a better gun in the demo 
You can get the uh, shotgun, which I, which yeah. the chat was telling me that, Weiger, you keep missing the shotgun. Like, you're right next to the shotgun. Grab the shotgun. And I was just frantically running around, kicking ladders down, <laughs> trying to bludgeon guys. That would have, I would have felt so much safer with the shotgun. Yeah. Yeah, it's on the upper. It's on like uh, the upper level of one of the built one of the buildings in the town. Mm. Yeah, and I missed it. Yeah, so I, yeah. I, I, it's a uh, yeah. That hey, was well, my my one thought was that that those bullets are are thin little boys. Yes, those are thin little yeah. boys. I was like straight up shooting them in the face, and it didn't do anything. And I was just like that added to why I was afraid. I was like, oh god, they could take a bullet to the face. Yeah, I think that's part of that's by design. That's part of their <laughs> menace, right? They're Yuck. these these unkillable bullet sponges. And yeah, they keep coming at you. And then when the big guy comes with the chainsaw. I was ready to turn it off. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. There's an old lady with a rake. Fucking stealth killed the shit out of her. Oh, God. I thought you were going to say that you thought she was hot. <laughs> Better that I killed her. I'm gl- Ooh, I'm relieved you murdered her. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the movie Resident Evil in our segment, The Game Was Better. Uh, this was written and directed by Paul W.S. Anderson, who had just directed Mortal Kombat, which was a huge hit. Also directed Event Horizon, a film I really like. Probably his best film. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Have you seen Event Horizon? Uh, yes. Many years ago, I saw Event Horizon. Yeah, it's it, it's cool. It's got some ideas. Definitely has ideas. Yeah, it's got some ideas. Uh. Mila Jovovich is the star of this this movie. Uh, she and Paul W.S. Anderson end up marrying afterward and make five more of these together. Uh, and him him working on them in various capacities, either as a writer or director. Uh, also, Michelle Rodriguez in the cast and Ryan McCluskey is the other big lead. McClunky. McClunky, yeah. The George Romero was originally going to direct a script uh, that was much more authentic to the game's story. And basically, I think there was one executive who just was like, get get Romero out of here. We need to get someone else. But there is a Biohazard 2, you know, what they call Resident Evil in in Japan, as we talked about. There's a Biohazard 2 Japanese commercial he directed. Uh, So this is kind of a, a, a proof of concept slash what could have been. Matt, if we can play some of this. We got cops. We got zombies approaching. Very, very Romero style walking zombies. Shotgun is tossed. Accurate costumes. It's the best looking commercial I've ever seen. It's fucking sick as hell. It's awesome. And it's just like, fuck, man. I I mean, you know, whatever. They. they, he, the, the the guy who basically birthed this genre, uh, it would have been nice if he could have been given this major franchise, which was so clearly inspired by his works. But, you know, whatever, it was overruled and we're, we end up with these movies. So well, the movies that we have are a fairly tenuous connection to the game narratives. There are certainly, you know, elements that are present, but it's not like this is the, uh, the this is the story that we know from the first game. I had never seen this before. Interesting. And Heather, had you seen this before? It had been years for me. Yes, I I have seen this movie before, and it had been many years for me. Uh, I mean, there's so much to say about this movie. What were you going to say, Apodaca? I I had never seen it before, and I sort of knew that it wasn't one-to-one with the games, right? Yeah. I didn't know 
I didn't know it was like this. <laughs> I didn't know that like it, 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 it's it's just what struck me really about it is that like I'm not like a I'm not like a film scholar or like snob sure. or anything. I like a lot of trash. Um but I like good stuff too, but I was just like this is such a this is so clearly an early 2000s movie because it has that like sort of like blue tint kind of that's like X-Men 2000 uh right? It's like um the matrix there's a lot of just like machinery stuff and like white rooms right and, and things like that it's like oh like this is like yeah like equilibrium uh, it's got a y2k aesthetic yes yeah it has a Very y2k much so. aesthetic, aesthetic and it's like completely not what resident evil is at all there's like one thing in it that i was like why wasn't it this it could have been this the whole time i was yeah i was also kind of surprised at the like long knife of the matrix that seemed to be well Mm -hmm. wielded by this, by this movie that, and there's a indie film, which I feel like everybody's seen at this point called cube. And Oh yes. They just borrow elements of cube and put it in a resident evil. The movie cube is a, is a, a, a really intelligent, um, indie film that was about a group of people who get trapped inside of like a cube where each room is a puzzle and the puzzles are deadly. And what makes it, what makes it genius is that you only need one set because every room is a different room in the cube, but has a different color scheme. So it's just achieved by lighting. So you just get to film the entire film in one set. Very, very, very smart way to do a fucking sci-fi movie. Um, But one of the traps is like a, a, a slice you up into little chunks. Yeah. Uh, laser thing, and it's the same visual effect as uh, as was used here in uh, Resident Evil. And if I had, if I'd made Cube, I would have been like, "But that's my that's my Cube. That's mine. Yeah, that's my thing." And also, I like, made, I yeah. made the Cube. Yeah, it's it, it's it's the there's a there's a there's an exposition cop, the guy who has a pretty thankless role of just like saying. Here's everything that's happening. He has so many like long chunks of just like explaining what's going on with the Umbrella Corporation, yes, uh, and the various uh, you know serums they're developing, and the the AI uh, computer that's gone haywire. What the fuck is that computer called? I should have written it down. The Red Queen. Red Queen. Yeah. yeah. So much about the like he's explaining how the Red Queen works, and then in that scene, yeah, he gets diced up with with uh, with you know. Like lasers exactly like they do in that movie. I think it's I think it's wires in that movie, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's the same effect. Same effect, guys. I just before I like my first note that I took during watching Resident Evil is that the cold open of this movie, which slaps, uh, is about a guy who's got like the full hazmat gloves. Is like doing something with like a like a like a chamber of. Like he's got like a DNA style double helix virus vials and he's loading them into a suitcase and and then he like gets the briefcase and it's high action and he turns in front of the door and he throws one across the room and then you track the the virus that he's just unleashed in this cold in this storage room designed for handling the most deadly virus in existence. And it just goes straight into the ventilation and is spread through the entire building. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, and also upon exit, he knocks into a guy and spills coffee out over him. And the guy goes, uh, thank you. <laughs> but then that gets called back and you see, that's why he's a bad guy. Yeah. He spilled the coffee on the guy and didn't say anything. That's how we know he's a villain. It's it, yeah. It, that, that, 
Boy, I don't know. I, I was torn on that cold open. Um, oh, I loved it. It's I cool. It. It's cool. But I also kind of think like like they could have just started the movie uh, with uh, Jovovich waking up in in uh, in the shower, confused. But that that said, the the yeah, decap- that's where you want. That's where you started tuning. Could have spent in, some but more that's time not- there. <laughs> yeah, and then maybe lose the sheet. <laughs> They do at the end of the they film. Do, yeah. yeah, it's nuts. The 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 that it was so gratuitous and so weird. Uh, and then it's 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 sort of slightly weirder to know that the director's like, I'm gonna marry this woman. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna put her in this situation, and I'm gonna marry her. Right. I I met her before. Uh-huh. Um. And I she was she was a lovely person to talk to. She was actually like had a good sense of humor. Like really wanted to do comedy. This I is when I was it. working at Funny or Die, and it was the kind of thing of like, oh well, you're you're like the this is the role that Hollywood has decided that you do. You're gonna be the sci-fi action, yes. um, uh, you know, woman. But like she like I feel like oh you could have been. Uh, uh, Veronica Corningstone in Anchorman, you know, you sure. could have played that role. Just like it, just just didn't work out that way. Uh, but anyway, yeah, she was she was a lovely person. I have, I, I think she's a she's a good actor, and I think she's good in this. Um, but yeah, she is hyper sexualized as she was in The Fifth Element, and it's also the same sort of like that trope of the. The, the you know the the full grown woman who's also like a clean slate like 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 what like who am I what yeah, do I she know has no you thoughts know? of her own exactly yeah uh, yeah because she has complete amnesia in this and she also has a guy who's like like maybe her husband although that's also it's unclear whether that's an implanted memory or not and he ends up also being a bad guy a lot of the stuff in this movie belongs in a different movie that's the big thing so this is this is the what do you think about like what give a one word description of Resident Evil. I think anyone would say zombie, yes. right? Like or zombies. That's just what you think of. It's a zombie apocalypse story. This is an hour and forty minute film where the first zombie appears at minute thirty nine. Yes, and it's it's like so much early on. It's just like it just feels like this is a computer gone haywire movie, which is fine. But it, like you're gonna have the Resident Evil franchise because what they end up landing on, and why I do feel like the 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 back end of the movie largely works is. It's just die hard with zombies. Yes. Which is just like, that's fine. Yeah, you're in a captive environment. You can't you can't leave this office complex and there are zombies there. That's a fun premise for a movie. That's more than enough to work for to work with. But there's so much fucking pipe laid explaining the Red Queen and this all knowing AI that's kind of gone haywire, but is maybe good. It's 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 fucking they had to. Yeah, they had to add this very complicated element and then spend 40 minutes explaining this complicated element. Mm -hmm. They could have just been like, hey. There's a virus in this building. There's zombies everywhere. You got to get out of the building. The building is underground. Get out. Yeah, we're sending in an elite tactical force to try to take out these zombies. And then the flip flip on the end of that, at the very end, when when credits are about to roll, that sort of works as a better twist if it's just like, oh, you thought it was just in here, sort Mm -hmm. of. You know what I mean? But um, I, because there's a lot of stuff in this movie that I was like, that's not Resident Evil. Like, um... There's a, a like a decapitation in the elevator in the in the beginning it's in scene. the cold open, which is yeah. insane. It's and so I, crazy. I, I kind I do. I'm with Heather. They, I do kind of like it. I think it's kind of awesome, but it's insane. It just like doesn't. It's not part of it. Like yeah. it's just like it's just like not part of it at all. And then even the the diced up cube thing. I don't think that's not a Resident Evil thing. Like I don't. I feel like tech. Uh, technology horror isn't like isn't really part of it uh that to me is more like like dead space or something or or something else they just were like let's put this this obstacle course with lasers in it It okay like sure um but i will say in that in that diced up when he gets all diced up the grossest part isn't his like 
flesh meat like sliding off and, and splitting off. It's you see his eye like start to leak yeah, a little bit. It's, it's so nasty. gross. It's pretty good. It's re- that's it's a that I was like, I hate this part of it. I like that though. That's good. It's that, a it's yeah. a well done effect. Yeah. I, I think it I think it looks pretty good. And I and like like, you know, some of the CG I think is aged pretty well for a, yes. for a twenty plus year old <laughs> year old movie. I mean, given the context. And then, and then some of it has not some of it has not very well. <laughs> but I, I will say, like I was like looking at like when you know the stuff with the dogs, I was like, Man, these dogs look still look good. The dogs is I, one of my favorite parts. And then I looked it up. They put like fucking makeup on real dogs. Oh god, <laughs> that's not good. No, <laughs> and, then, and then it was, it was saying like uh, the, the 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 crew struggled with the dogs trying to like get the makeup and costume yeah. off. It's like yeah, no shit. You know, it was made of like pepperonis and stuff. <laughs> it was really hard. Uh, I I but I liked that. At least one of the dogs comes through the window, like in yep. the game. I was like, that's yep. good. At least they did that. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a surprise. So I think the reason this movie was a success at the time was the bar was at the floor. Like you didn't need yeah. to, all you needed to do was step over a line on the floor and you'd be a success. But that being said, even though this deviates so wildly from established canon and well, there's enough like winks to the people who'd played the game without any of those winks being like uh store like story problems in right. order to, to include them that like I was always like, oh, it's the the dogs jumping through the window. Like I, I felt like a oh, okay, which reminds me of my favorite read of a line from the entire film, which is during the first zombie uh the first zombie fight where they're all like they're in a what they thought was a lunchroom, but they get to the lunchroom and it turns out to be full of these like pods that are creating nemesis creatures. Mm-hmm. Right. Or uh, they return to that room later. And uh, after they have reset the, the red queen system and everybody in the entire building is a zombie now and they're having a fight and there's a guy at a door uh like one of the soldiers who's trying to input a code and like trying to break through a door so that they can all get away from these zombies. And the husband character next to him just goes, come on, man, let's go. Let's go. Like, (laughs) just like that. (laughs) And it is so funny. And I know what, like, I understand what it was going for, but it's also like, like a guy who's so like tired of, of being frustrated by the other characters, not even bothering to like, raise his voice while zombies are coming at them is so funny. Come on, man. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> come on. We don't let's have go. all day. Yeah. We don't have all day. Guy, There's come a zombie on. over there. Yeah. Come on. Enter Enter the code. Come on. Let's go. It's so really a, good read. It's from the Weiger School of Acting. <laughs> Can you go a little flatter? <laughs> just, let, just like have your humanity exit your body. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, this is the first time you've ever spoke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but can I give you my favorite line reading? Yeah. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez, uh, after she's been bit by a zombie, she's being helped away. When I get out of here, I think I'm going to get laid. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, I'm so fucking horny right now. <laughs> I got to get out of here. That line, I don't know if you if you, if if you all watch the credits, but if you watch through the credits, there's like a Marilyn Manson song playing over it. And then at yeah, a certain course. point, they just replay that line. Oh, God. During the credits. Fuck. It's so 
insane. I do something that I laughed at so much. She got bit like a hundred times. And I was like, this so is many times. so yeah. crazy. She should be dead. And she gets bit like five times and is like fine for like an hour. Yeah. Well, this is okay. So this is context that 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 partly comes to me uh, through because the Blank Check podcast, uh, our, our friends Griffin Newman and David Sims recently have been doing. They did 28 Days Later and 28 Weeks Later. And 28 Days Later comes out the same year as Resident Evil, the movie. Mm, and th- wow. th- these two films kind of like birth this modern zombie resurgence, which for people now, you know, in the age of 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 the Last of Us and and what have you, it's like this is like and, and the Walking Dead. This is like ubiquitous. This is like a huge part of their culture. It's like what the Western used to be. It's like zombie yes. is just like such a huge fucking genre. But there was like the first half of my life, it was like, oh yeah, there was an old George George Romero film that was made in the seventies called Dawn of the Dead. That's really cool. It's about these things called zombies. They're yeah. like undead. You know, it's like it was like a much more niche horror thing. And so, and the Resident Evil franchise first in video games, and then you know twenty the uh, twenty eight days later, and and Resident Evil the movie end up you know uh, re- having this resurgence, but twenty eight days later, by contrast, feels so much more like the contemporary you know established zombie canon, where it's like okay, because the old school thing is like yeah, you get bitten, you're gonna hide this bite for a while, and then you're gonna turn later, and it's like that's not your wife anymore. 28 days later is like, oh, fuck, I, I'm, I'm going to turn into a zombie immediately. And that's kind of seems to be like what and and zombies are fucking fast too. Yeah. they're going to chase after you. They're not these slow plotting things. Um, all that sort of got upended. And, uh, and, and and as such, I feel like this first Resident Evil, at least, uh, feels a little bit like more of an old school take for sure. Despite the the modern like, you know, A.I. trappings and what have you. I I want to go back to what you said about the the exposition cop. Yes. Because like the first 15 minutes of the movie are almost a silent film. Yes. Right. Like there's no dialogue. Like it's like you see the fucking dude with the T virus. You see it spread throughout the whole building. You cut to Mila Jovovich. She's in a shower. She doesn't know where she is. She she opens a drawer and there's like organized clothes, but doesn't put on any of those clothes. She gets a dress and then she goes, a bunch of cops show up at her house. She goes with those cops. They're like, their few lines they have are like, breach, breach. Like, it's just like fucking like weird SWAT team language. Yeah. And they finally get to a door and it's been 15 minutes before she's like, what is happening? (laughs) (laughs) That also reminds me, um, not that we've talked about the cold open so much, but I was just like noticing this because I, I watched it yesterday and then I I put it on again today because I was like, I just want to make sure I didn't miss anything. I didn't. Um, but I, I did notice this the, the second time, everybody in this lab, you would think in this lab. There'd be like some older scientists, some sure. like some stuffed shirts. They're all models. They're like all like hot. Yeah, it's so yeah. crazy. It's soap opera casting. It is. <laughs> it is an extremely hot cat, hot young cast yes. from top to bottom in basically every role. <laughs> They're all the top scientists. Yeah, it's uh, yeah that, that that that's kind of one of the things that kind of, that that takes you out of it. Or I, I don't know. I guess it's a it's a choice. But yeah. I, I all that said, I still kind of like this movie. I think it kind of works overall. It's 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 a it, it's a it's a, like you were saying. It's a it's a deviation, Heather. It's a deviation from the 
source, but it, it does resonate. And I like and, and I think it, it, it did resonate at the time. And this whole franchise resonated. I mean, it, it grow, the over the course of these W.S. Anderson films, they grossed one point two billion dollars. Uh, the six Resident Evil movies. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people saw them. I also think that I, I don't remember where we were in terms of horror in 2002, but I think that's also part of it is just like, oh, there wasn't a lot of horror being released theatrically. Not like blockbuster horror. Yeah, it wasn't like, like a know. big thing. It wasn't like to, it wasn't a, a, as much as it is today where Scream 6 comes out and is this huge sensation. It was yeah. the same sort of climate. So I think that's that's part of it, too. I, I don't know. I still kind of like it. I It's got some s- stuff I like. I think the liquor was, sequence is pretty fun. I was surprised at how much I was like, ah. This is, I mean, it's certainly better to, for me, much better than Silent Hill. Like, yeah, I, I was like, I'm having a good time multiple times through a movie when I am not always having a good time. Whereas most of Silent Hill, the movie, I was like, I am having a bad time. Sure. That's fair. I I also, I did like Silent Hill as we talked about on the podcast, but I, I think that's a fair take, and I also think, like, I had the similar sort of reaction to Resident Evil, just like, yeah, I'm having fun at certain points. And it's kind of, it's very watchable. Like, it doesn't, like, it, it doesn't really, like, sl- like lose, like, have any it's, points where it lags, you know? It just kind of keeps moving. It's just kind it's of like crazy. If, yeah. If you watched a music video dream of being an action horror film. Like, yes. it's like, uh, it's, it's just, oh, wow, everybody is kind of stylish. The lines are really arch. That's so uh, interesting. It is a music video. It's a it's a music video's dream of being a movie, and 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 I I'm really proud of this music video for for, for doing such a good job. Yeah, it became a movie. <laughs> like there's so many moments, and the, there's like a moment when she like beats up dogs, which I was like, fuck yeah, go Jovovich. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, when she kicks the shit out of a dog, I love it. She kicks the shit out of the dogs. dog is bad. Everybody, so it's it's a it's zombie dog. Yeah, and then. There's like a moment where she's just like looking at the floor in like slow motion, like breathing a little bit after she's just kicked the shit out of a dog and the soundtrack's going ducka 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 and then she goes and and the scene cuts after she exhales. And I was like that's that's fun. I like that early 2000s like style for style's sake. It feels um it feels like uh, like Ringo Lamb Hong Kong movies or it's fucking it feels good. Yeah. I want that shit. I like that shit. That's good shit. It is very cool that she's like that she's an action star. Like because like even yeah. at, at, in the early 2000s, that itself wasn't a thing. There weren't like a ton of female led action movies. And yeah. she's like she is like the lead of a franchise. I guess you have the Underworld movies all also, which is like a similar thing. Kate uh, Beckinsale. Yeah. Uh, in a super supernatural horror. Also, I think married to the director. Yeah. Interesting that there are two of those. And I think I, I, I did read that there was a planned and I'm, it's a bummer that it never happened. There was a planned Resident Evil slash Underworld crossover. That would have been so good. Would have probably been the ultimate movie. Yeah. Well, here's our world is stupid anyway. <laughs> give us the stupid shit. Give me the 21 Jump Street Men in Black movie. I don't give a shit. It would have been awesome. That would have been rad. <laughs> but uh, like, yeah, this a lot of it didn't work for me, but I didn't hate it. Like, I was still like, yeah. by the time I got to the end of this thing, which I sort of teased earlier, because, like, she she escapes the the facility, gets out on the fucking street. The whole world's all fucked up. That's a great last shot. It's so yeah. awesome. She just cocks a shotgun, pans out. The whole city's fucked. Yeah. I was like, 
I think I want to watch the next one. It's a huge grain out, and I couldn't tell if it was like you know aided by CG, but it looks like it, it was like this has some production value. This looks yeah. like they yeah. just fucked up a street with a bunch of you know. No, oh they, no, they did. Red they, cars. Like, they, they dropped a big bomb. Carried out a small scale apocalyptic <laughs> event. Yeah. Filmed the aftermath. Yeah. Uh, but it it made me. Go, God damn it. I, I, I'm going to watch the second one, I think. I I, I kind of want to see the rest of them. This is the only one I I've seen. I also yeah, saw Res. I wouldn't Res- do it. You I wouldn't, wouldn't do it. <laughs> I, I, I really think uh, there's like one pretty, I think the one where she's in Vegas is so crazy that I was like, well, this is because I saw that one in the theater and I was like, ah, that's pretty good. But it is diminishing returns from the. Mm stylish swing for the fences that the first the first one has something to prove the first one's like Mm -hmm. video game movies can exist and the second one is like you liked resident evil what if we folded it in half on itself (laughs) by the time you're at six it's either okay the zombies are on motorcycles now or it's uh or it's not going to be or it's so i think what i enjoyed about six is it's so bogged down by canon that it is almost indecipherable. Like, it's yeah. characters. Maybe she has a twin in that one. Yeah. I, I, it's been so many years. But it's like characters saying things like, well, if we don't use the junction system, all of Nemesis will be un- unleashed upon New York City. You mean New York City too? Of course I do. <laughs> like, it's just like, what the fuck? What? <laughs> the, I just want to point this out real quick. Because the first three movies... The first one makes $103 like, million, $104 million, basically, the box office on a $33 million budget. That's great. $129 million for the second one, $149 for the third. The fourth entry in this franchise doubled its worldwide gross, $300 million. That's insane. <laughs> there should have been 30 of these movies. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a, it's a wildly successful franchise, extremely profitable. Heather, have you seen all six of them? I'm pretty sure I have. Wow, <laughs> this is the only one I've seen. I have thought, thought I have, I am now thinking though of watching all of them just for the fuck of it. I might buy they, the 4K. Yeah. There, I mean, there's just it's it's like, look, I'm not gonna say that I know how these were made because I don't know how they were made, but I would guess that it was come up with the cool shit first and build a story backwards around it. Sure. So it'd be like, what if the Statue of Liberty became a zombie? And then like, I mean, not that that's in one of them, I don't think. Okay, well, we have to cut this out and make that. (laughs) And like, so, so... So you know that they're working on the effects and and the sequence of the Statue of Liberty becoming a zombie and like dragging its legs through New York and like breaking buildings. Yeah. Uh but they have but the previous film takes place in like Wyoming. So the first act of the next film is getting them from Wyoming to New York so that they can see the Statue of Liberty become a vi- uh, of a zombie. It's like mm-hmm. that kind of structure. Right. Um which means that you could build a supercut and I'm sure somebody has of all the cool shit from Resident Evil movies. And what you would have is like a four hour bonanza of just cool shit. Like somebody shooting a bullet through a bullet in the air backwards at somebody to kill them or whatever. 
Also I, a pretty good I- idea for an effect. Yeah, no, we have to we have to scrap this whole thing. We got, we got, some, we got some movies to make. I do like when there's like a movie with that's like an okay movie, but has one like awesome set piece. Like I don't know if you if if y'all have seen the movie Ghost Ship, but like the cold no. open of Ghost Ship. Just watch. That's all you need to see is watch the cold open of Gold, Ghost Ship. It's such a great, uh, j- just a great starting point for a, for a horror film. Um. I, uh, my yeah. first, can I, can I tell a story about my, Please. my writing life? So when I was uh, 19, I wrote a screenplay about, uh, a, a high school girl who finds out she's the antichrist. Um, and I, it was a big action movie and I, I got cool interviews from it and it really started my career and then I didn't know what it meant. And so I stopped my own career. Uh, cause like I thought that you So just that's what happened me. to you. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was like a, a six year period after that where I was just like, Oh, you just write a movie and then you get and then it'll get made because I was a child when I wrote that fucking film. Uh, But I had this big action sequence where the the high school girl has wings that burst out of her back during like a climactic scene and she flies up and catches a helicopter blades with her hands, lands as the helicopter explodes behind her and then she uses those as swords. Hell yeah, and, it's alpha. And I was like, but I, I also was watching a lot of anime at a time when nobody was watching anime. So peop, the interviews I did were like, How, what is this? What is happening? How did yeah, you? That's not possible. That's not possible. <laughs> 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 but that's the kind of like, I, I want that all the time. And yeah. this film gives you a little bit of it. And also in an era where, you know, again, it, it, like this stuff was less in the con- in the collective consciousness. So what you were just ha- saying, Heather, where like, yeah, they kind of had to do a, They felt like they had they like at least felt like they had to lay a little bit more pipe to justify everything, which is why this is a little bloated expositionally. And I got to say this, too. Yeah. We watched. Another Resident Evil movie for this show, oh Welcome to Raccoon God. City, which was faithful to the game. Yeah. In a fucking nightmare Sucks. in comparison. Terrible movie. <laughs> really bad movie. This one's Rough. much better. Yeah. Because at least it's something. Yeah. Any other thoughts or should we do a segment? I can uh, do a I segment. Do, I, I do think we should say that we hinted at it. You ju- you just see her vagina. You see you see her vagina in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Which is such a strange thing to to include in a theatrical cut of this movie. I think if you're gonna do that, you gotta do, you gotta you gotta show somebody's dong too. It's I think it's so a, yeah, weird. make it equal opportunity. It's it, so fucking weird. <laughs> but, but it's it kind of feels like they're they'd show it in a plausible deniability sort of way, where it's just like, oh, her her, her coat just kind of flipped up. It's like just that, out, you know. It was it's like because it's not like they linger on it. It's just part. It's it's uh it's, it's everything's in motion. We only got one take. Yeah, her gown flipped up. What are we supposed to do? Yeah, it is weird. Crazy. But other than that, what a film. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, it's it's time for a segment. It's our video game chart segment, Pixel Chart. And so uh, so I'm going to have you guys guess uh, the top five highest grossing Resident Evil Games. These are the top five highest grossing Resident Evil 
games. Highest grossing, not in terms of sales? Or highest, I, uh, units sold. Units sold. Yeah, okay, that's what it. I mean. Okay. Okay, this is, hmm. And I have, I have one through ten available. If, if, if you say one, I can we're, say oh, we're just trying six to, or whatever. We're or just trying to get a top five. five. Okay, got it. Number th- number three, Resident Evil Four. Yeah, that's okay. Well, you, you don't have to guess what number it is. On yeah, that. Oh, you, okay. yeah. <laughs> just guess what what is in the top five. Yeah, I like that though. Get an uh, extra point if you get that great. Uh, Heather, you're incorrect, but you are correct. Resident Evil Four, number two, twelve point three million units sold. Are the let me ask you a question. Are the remakes broken out separately from the originals? They are. They are. Okay. And a remake this and this is an accurate um this was published this week. Okay. I, I'm gonna guess Resident Evil 2, not the remake. Resident Evil 2 original. It's number 10. Fuck. So we're guessing the top five. So we have four spots left. Number two, Resident Evil 4. So okay, so so now I'm thinking, wait, okay, the 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 PlayStation 2 had a lot more, a much bigger install base than the PS1. So maybe like come from that genre, from that era on, are more likely to be on here. Hmm. This is, I mean, well, I'll say what I was about to say later. Is there a gun survivor game in the top 10? There is not. Okay. Heather, you got another guess? Resident Evil 2. I already guessed that. Which one? Wait. I guess the original. You can guess oh, the remake. Oh, no, the remake. That is number four on our list. Wow. Number four, Resident Evil 2 2019 remake, right. 11.2 million units. How about um, Resident Evil 8? That is number six on our list, Nick. Mm. Nick? Resident Evil 0. Not on the list. Huh. Not in the top ten. Uh, I'll, go, I'll go Resident Evil 1 remake. That is number nine. Fuck. On our list, Nick. Resident, oh, the ugh. village. That's number eight, uh, which was number six. Oh, okay. And that's What's kind of the, the funny thing what about was this. The Wait, I thought village was number Wait. eight. Wait, what did yeah. you say? I said Resident Evil eight. Village is eight. V-I-I? Yeah, that's what I said, but he, you said six. You said village is six. Village is number six on the list. These what numbers was the, are driving uh, me crazy. The, <laughs> what was the really, really racist one? Hmm. That was five, right? That is one, that, I, I, don't know, I don't even know what that one was called. I think that was Resident Evil 5. I don't think that's on the list. Resident but. Evil 5 is number one at 13.5 Un- million fucking units. believable. But think about this. Yeah, that's the one where they go to, to West Africa. And it's following... Resident Evil Four, yeah, one of the sure. biggest games ever, and it's on a big and it's on a bigger console, yeah. so yeah. that yeah. makes a lot of sense. Okay, Resident Evil Five, number one. Wait, what do we have in the top five that we've gotten? We have Resident Evil Five, number one. Resident Evil Four, number two. Resident Evil Two, number four. The remake is number <laughs> yes. four. Resident Evil Two remake. And this is the funny thing about this list is that there's numbers, but then there are also numbers. Okay, so we've also got. I'm just trying to think of what we haven't get what hasn't been guessed yet. We've guessed. Uh, Resident Evil 8, which is number 6. We've, re- we've guessed the original Resident Evil, which is number 9, and the original Resident Evil 2, number 10. I'll guess 7, Resident Evil 7, Biohazard. Resident Evil 7, Biohazard is number 3 on our list. Okay, all we right, got I'm one on more the board. To complete the top 5. 
Hmm. I'm surprised. It, it, it's 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 interesting because like there haven't really been spinoffs that have been super successful. These are all mainline games, right? That's right. Okay. So what what haven't we guessed? Guess Resident Evil One remake. Guess Resident <laughs> Evil Two remake. I don't think Resident Evil Three remake is was that successful. Uh, number seven on our list. Okay. Is it a remake or an original? Mm, it's an original. Six? Is it fucking six? Resident Evil 6 is number five on our list at 10.9 million. What a confusing exercise. <laughs> <laughs> and just so you know, the original Resident Evil is number eight on the list. Um, so there you have it. Our, our, our pixel chart here, number five, Resident Evil 6, 10.9 million. Number four, Resident Evil 2 remake, 11.2 million. Resident Evil... Uh, Number three, Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, 11.7 million. Uh, number two, Resident Evil 4, 12.3 million. And number one, the racist one, Resident <laughs> Evil 5, 13.5 million. Wow. And there you have it. That was Pixel Chart. Wow. And that's... But, but we actually we have one more piece of business here, real quick. Heather, you're not here. You didn't see this. We were sent a package. That's to, right. To the studio. We got a mystery oh. box. Mailbag. So so you guys are both dead and I'm alive? Is that what's happening? Yeah, a bunch of gas came out <laughs> when I opened it. Uh, and this is from this is from Eddard in the Discord. Hi, Eddard. Hey, Eddard. I play Fortnite with him all the fucking time. Eddard rocks. Uh, well done, Eddard. He, he, he left a note here. I'm just going to read it and then I'll show uh, the items enclosed. Hello, my name is Ed. I'm Eddard on the, on the Discord. I said that. Uh, I wanted to thank everyone who works on this podcast, as it is not only fun and funny, but it has also kept me entertained for countless hours over the last three years. I have been a fan since episode one, and I've never missed an episode. While I was wow. never a huge gamer, the jokes, themes, and overall tone of the show is perfect. Heather is great, Matt is great, Nick is great, and they're all even better together. This podcast also turned me over to anime. I was never interested before, but... At, but after seeing Chainsaw Man and Blue Lock, I have been converted and I'm now a Patreon Get Animated member as well. Wow. I was planning on purchasing a membership for only a month and binging some apps, but after listening to the first season of Chainsaw Man, I'm now keeping my membership indefinitely. I enc enclosed are a few items that can be dispersed amongst not only Heather and Matt and Nick, uh, but anyone in the Get Played office. While they are geared to what I've learned the hosts like, anyone can enjoy them. Thanks, and keep up the great work that you do. Also, I want to make sure... Uh, they, they, I get this PS in here. PS, I also want to thank Dropking, Surrit, and Heather for adding the Fortnite channel to the Discord. Wow. Wow. But everyone's loving this Fortnite channel. You and PPS, guys, the Resident Evil merchant should return. <laughs> but, he, but, he, but he gets nothing. The, the, the Fortnite channel is like the back bar of the Discord. It's very active, but mm. everybody's basically drinking. Wow. And the, and the thing they're drinking is Fortnite. There you go. And here are, the, here are the items enclosed. This looks like some sort of apron. What is this? It's an apron with a pepper on it. Whoa. And it says, Tony Walks Pro Skater. That's sick as hell. Well, that's definitely for Nick. Yeah, it's for Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. This is a t-shirt. It, it says, No Mo Rules. Oh my God, it's a No Mo Rules Ryuji t-shirt. Wow. 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 This is a plush that's and Heather- cool I think you're gonna want this. What it's is a it? ditto trubbish. Wow. Oh, ditto trubbish! Holy shit! It's very. I soft. have a I trubbish. Fuck you! This. No, I'm not in the office. What do you know? It has like what a, are you doing? It has like a zipper. Wow. Uh, oh, actually, maybe I no. should give this to you. Wow, Jordan, do you want this? <laughs> yeah, you want this. 
Jordan's like, I've oh, never man. even seen what this is. Ditto uh, Trubbish. There's a t-shirt in here. You. I love you, Ditto Trubbish. There's a, it looks like a Trubbish t-shirt in here. It looks like there's wow. two. Let me see what this says. So I can Make just... sure to rattle that plastic right on Mike. People love that. <laughs> Anybody has something I can chew on real quick? Yeah. Hey, this is the sound of me opening a package. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this says literal trash with Trubbish on it. That's awesome. Fuck. And oh, uh, looks like there's a second one here. This one has a bunch of, oh, a bunch of Nintendo characters on it. Very cool. Oh, nice. And then this what one a- has uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 on it, this T-shirt. Wow. wow. What, what a great what stuff. What a everyone. fucking package. What a package. Holy Thank you, shit. What a haul. So cool. And and thanks to everyone for listening to this week's Get Played. And thanks to Jordan Duffy, who's in studio with us. Jordan K. Duffy on Instagram does our engineering. Also check out Get Animated. Heather, what are we doing behind the paywall this week? We're watching Blue Lock. And I think we're on episodes nine and ten. Mm-hmm. That's fucking right. It's a it's a sports anime that's not really about sports. It's actually secretly about combat and betrayals. And you can follow along by subscribing to us on patreon.com slash get played, where we release episodes weekly. Those same episodes get released about a month later on Stitcher Premium. So you can listen to them either place. But we're watching Blue Lock. None of us expected to be watching Blue Lock, and none of us expected to be enjoying it as much as we are. Yeah, it's a fucking blast. Yeah. A damn hoot. Yeah. But guys, I actually have some news. Oh, okay, great. Well, before Nick and I came into the studio, we got infected with the low T virus. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, you... You got played. 